0: Hello, my name is Wes Dawson, and this is Gabigool 8. Now, if you're listening to this, I'm guessing it's because you noticed the title to this episode. And as you may have guessed, this will be a rather heavy episode. You know, I'm not someone who's ever short of something to say. Being brief and being concise is one of my biggest vices. There's some things in life that you learn from, and there are some things in life that you 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 just can't seem to separate yourself from: ideas, people, movements. It's not something I'm proud of, but it is something I feel needs to be out there, and something I feel my friends, my family, they need to know. i would kept it hidden as best as I could, and I'm not trying to make excuses, I'm not trying to justify my behavior, but I do feel a certain responsibility in explaining myself. I don't know where to begin it's it's not easy it's been a cloud over my head and honestly I grew up in it you know I grew up in this my father my brother uh, it, it was just something that we did and you know 30 some odd years later to to look back on it I'm am I ashamed am I embarrassed I I think before we go any further, I'll just come out and say it. I apologize to my fans. I'm a racist. Okay? I'm a racist. And let me explain why. It's something about the mechanical precision, the aerodynamics, the constant evolution of competition on and off the track. I am a race enthusiast, or the cute little term that I've coined. I'm a racist. Sorry, what? Oh, okay. Um. Okay, no. Okay, I realize some people may have misunderstood. Not racist, like with the human race. That's that's fucking absurd. I I was raised to judge a person based, you know, on their merit, uh, how they treat others, whether or not they follow Gagool and eight. Apparently that's not the cute little expression I thought it was, it, it kinda has some connotations to go along with it. Anyway, I digress. Anyway, The reason I felt so compelled to hide this in the first place is because I'm not just any race enthusiast, I'm a NASCAR fan. And a lot of people will scoff at that, but you know, let me explain. People say, oh, you know, there's going in circles, ooh, well yeah, that could be said about any sport oh, he's putting a ball in the net, oh. Like basically, you explain anything in that tone and it sounds bad, so that's not really a very fair criticism. But the awesome community of fans and friends and the actual racing aside, NASCAR also provided me the greatest party I have ever partaken in in my entire life to this day. And of course, that was Animal Hill at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Now, what could go wrong with thousands of drunk rednecks driving into camp there for the weekend and Duraflame, the sponsor of the race, handing out liquid fire starter to any person sober enough to stick their hand out the window of their RV. Needless to say, the party was pure fire. (laughs) In a literal sense, as well as in like a stupid trendy sense. So here I am, a young teenage boy driving in there. And the first thing I got to see that night was the awesome power of a flashlight and how drunken redneck party girls found a beam of light more than a fair trade-off to expose their bare breasts. I saw a girl fingering herself on a picnic table while her husband ran out to cover her with a duvet. Hey, buddy, she was just liberating herself and expressing her feminism. How dare you, you fucking misogynistic piece of garbage. Of course, at the center of Animal Hill, there was a giant almost Christmas tree-like representation. It was a, some kind of spruce tree that had all the leaves stripped off it and beer cans, bras, and panties added as decorative pieces. It was wonderful. Of course, by night's end, there were two burnt RVs completely destroyed down to their frames, a lot of burnt picnic tables, and human excrement all over the place. So the next year, the new invitees was a group of about two dozen state troopers that kind of squashed that party out pretty thoroughly. So before we end this episode, I will share a very special story. So this was definitely an experience, something I cherish to this day. Uh, There'd be a large group of us heading down in this junky old camper down to party in New Hampshire for a race weekend. And of course, in that camper, there's about nine mechanics because that was the only way this 1970 dog shit was going to make its way there and back. So one friend was sleeping in a tent outside because there's something a little uncomfortable about sleeping dick to ass with like eight other sweaty dudes in a small camper. So my mother was kind enough to prepare us some brownies and I said, hey, you know what would be a good idea? Let me form these brownies into little turds and hide them outside his tent. So that is exactly what I did. I formed nice little turds, even bothered to take some toilet paper, wipe some chocolate on it and leave it there. Now, keep in mind, this is a place where most people couldn't be bothered to walk 10 feet to a porta potty that was typically overflowing past the seat, they would just sort of shit anywhere they wanted. Basically, it was like we turned into stray dogs for the weekend. So he was not in the least bit surprised when he opened up his tent to find a big steaming pile of shit in front of it. Started freaking out. I was like, what's the problem? He's like, oh my God, someone shit in front of my tent. I'm like, are you sure it's shit? Are you sure it's human shit? He's like, look out, there's fucking toilet paper! So now I had to test it myself to be sure. I took a little skim off under my fingernail and sucked it out and I said "Mm, that's definitely shit anyway he lost his appetite and our end of trip tradition of going to get a giant breakfast was kind of ruined for him as his stomach was not having it after he saw me eat some human feces anyway Mikey that one was for you and it is still a cherished memory of mine now unfortunately we are getting to the end of this episode so I don't have much time for some of the regular segments but I would like to debut a new segment and just do a quick good bad so, of course, our new segment is aptly titled Random Question Time. And the first question is, you know all these claims of alien probings? Now, I'm wondering, is this maybe part of some larger, like, gonzo-style porno that they're filming? This raw reality TV-style alien adult film with, like, an anal fetish? Is, that, is this a possibility as to why it's happening and why, specifically, they want to stick stuff up our butts? It could be. Honestly, I'd check it out. The other question is how many types of animal periods as a species did we consume until we decided that no, chicken period is the one for us. That's the one I want to eat every morning and the one I want to mix into all of my baked goods. And now a quick good bad, a good catchy clickbait titles. The bad, well, if you've made it this far into the episode, there is no bad, it fucking worked. Well, what an episode, what a week. I thank you for listening. My name is Wes Sauce and this has been Gabagoolnate. So upcoming for next week, we're going to discuss context and why it doesn't really matter when you're taking quotes from people. So thank you so much. Please listen, like, share, and subscribe. And those bumps aren't eczema, so you better stop scratching.